0: Coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, it's the Songs and Stories Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Aloha, I'm Steve Roby. Welcome to the Songs and Stories Podcast. It's a weekly show where we interview the Big Island's talented musicians and check out their music. On today's episode, I'm very honored to have Elizabeth Sakona Robinson. Welcome to the show. Aloha, Elizabeth.
1: Thank you for having me, Steve.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've seen you at all these various shows that we're going to play uh, uh, in today's episode. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to talk to you uh, over the phone.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like to start out each show with a look back at a musician's early influences and how they got started with music. Uh, what was it like for you?
1: I first started playing the violin when I was seven. I, I didn't want to really play it. but My mom, she... She got me started. I had uh, two brothers that played before me, and so she um, just wanted me to, to learn an instrument, and she loved the violin, so she chose that for me. And She took me to take lessons, private lessons in Kona, um, I'm Ursula V. Uh, she's the concert master of the Kamala Philharmonic and I started with her back when I was seven and I took from her for about eight years, just private lessons, classical music. And then about after eight years, I just started to get more involved with community things like um, the Philharmonic, the Kamala Philharmonic. I got part to be a part of that and I got to high school. Um, I went to Honoka High School and that's where I met Mr. Washburn and he became my jazz band teacher. He's taught me a lot of, he's been a big influence in my musical career for sure. Like, he's taught me everything I know about improv and just music theory and he helped me really branch out into different fields of music helped me really experiment and just helped me find my own creativity in music and not just being so strict with classical, you know? So uh, it, it was he's been a big influence ever since, and I'm still working with him. So after high school, I went to UH, and that's where I joined the um, the Hewlett Jazz Orchestra down there, and Trevor, the professor, he's got that same mindset, just being super open and letting you create your own music and just helping you develop as your own musician and find your own sound, really. So I've had a lot of open-minded teachers, really helpful. And I really love that.
0: That's great. Why why did you pick the violin over any other instrument?
1: Oh, I really did not want to play the violin. (laughs) (laughs) When I was little, my mom forced me to. (laughs) What what
0: was your first choice?
1: My first choice? Oh, if I had a choice, I probably wouldn't have done an instrument. I was just very shy and reserved and didn't I don't know. I didn't really care to do music, but I'm so glad that my mom forced me to do it now. Like, now I look back, I'm like, oh, thank you, Mom, so much <laughs> for making me stick with it and have to grow in it. So, yeah, it's been a big part of my life, and definitely thanks to my mom.
0: <laughs> the electric violin is really kind of a um, a fierce instrument, especially the way you play it. I just...
1: Uh... Yeah, it's, it's, depth, it's been very fun getting to learn it. It's so completely different from an acoustic violin and playing classical like there's so much more sound within the instrument that I feel isn't really explored as much people kind of just put it into this bubble of mm. classical music or just doing pop covers and such and I just I really like to play with different tonalities and try to see what I can get out of the violin experiment
0: have you uh, seen some of the uh, contemporary young violin players like uh Lindsay Sterling DeBlazer? yes I have <laughs> she's pretty amazing huh?
1: Yeah, she's pretty
0: amazing. She called her dance, yeah. So in concert, and she just, she doesn't stay still and just floats around that stage. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Well, you brought up uh, Gary Washburn earlier, uh, and you took his music class. I had him on the show recently. He's a great guy,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: such a, uh, a legend here on the Big Island. He must have been For a great sure. influence on you, because you've gigged with him at the Redwater Cafe, and you've recorded an upcoming album with him. Would you like to talk about the album, and um, we'll play one of the tracks from it? called
1: Lavender. Like I said, he just, he's super creative, creative man. His music is just always, it blows my mind just how creative he is and how he can just write any type of genre. And it's different. It's so different. The the things he creates and it's, it's really inspiring. So it's been an honor to be able to work with him for this long and have him be my teacher. And so we've been playing at Redwater, like you said. We play every Thursday night, and mostly just jazz standards, and then whatever he writes. He he likes to write songs for the violin. I think I'm the first violin student he ever had, so he's just like, ooh, a new sound to <laughs> to play with. <laughs> so he's created this whole album, just focused on um the the sound of the violin. It's just there's a, quite a variety. He's got some. Reggae on there. He wrote a funk tune. He wrote like this country song. He's got smooth jazz, got upbeat jazz. Mm. Just quite a um a large uh, just a variety of different mm-hmm. tunes that really just shows.
0: Is it just the just two of you? How creative he is. Is it just the two of you um, playing on it, or are there other musicians as well?
1: There is also, yeah, so it's him on piano, me on violin, and then he has drums on all the tracks, or most of the tracks as well. And then he's also got bass on most of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it's just the, just those four instruments.
0: Where, where was it recorded? And then
1: it was recorded, we did it down High um, side at, Carl Kasberg's house. Ah, He's yeah. got a nice studio down there, so yeah. We recorded it all through there. It's been probably about a year now, and we finally just wrapped it up a couple weeks ago. Hmm.
0: The the title of the album is called Lavender, and we're going to play the title track, Lavender, coming up in a few seconds here. Can you tell me what what the inspiration was for Lavender, or what what it's about?
1: The where it originated from was uh, we were just playing at Redwater, and I was talking about um, getting some new songs. You know, getting tired of playing the same old song, so I was like, "Oh, you should write a reggae song." And then um, next week, he hands me lavender. It's a reggae tune, like a a light reggae tune that he thought of, and he had was looking at, it, I believe, just outside his window, and there was a lavender plant. And wow. so, lavender is really trying to like encapsulate what he thinks lavender sounds like.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> visually in
1: the reggae form so is there yeah it's pretty
0: cool well let's give it a listen to now here's lavender uh with elizabeth sakona robinson and gary Washburn here on songs and stories
1: Hey, Big Island Music fans, would you like to be part of the podcast? If you go to our website, bigislandmusic.net, you can record a comment about the show or tell us about a musician you'd like to see interviewed. Just click on the microphone icon and start recording. Don't forget to tell us where you're located. Your comments might be included in a future podcast. So head over to bigislandmusic.net. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Hey there, this is Chris Stark, and you're listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Do me a favor and check out my website, chrisstark.com, where you can sign up to my newsletter, find links to my social media, and pick up my latest album on CD or digital download. Have an awesome day. Aloha.
0: And we're back on Songs and Stories with my special guest today, Elizabeth Sakona Robinson. Is it okay if I call you Liz? Yep. Okay, sure. Liz. Uh, tell me about your work with the Camwela Philharmonic Orchestra. How did you get involved with them, and what position do you play?
1: First, joined the Philharmonic when I was 13. I was actually um, part of the HPA high school. They had a like a community slash high school based orchestra that was led by Evelyn Schatz and so she was the um current conductor of the Philharmonic. And um so I just joined. I would go there like once a week and we would have rehearsals and it was fun and she just asked me to if I would want to play in the Philharmonic and I was like, shoots so <laughs> I she send me music and I just Yeah, so I was 13 when I joined the Philharmonic and I've just kind of been part of it ever since. Started in um, second violins and was there for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And then I took a break for a while. I wasn't part of the Philharmonic for a little while. And I joined again probably like two years ago and and that was under uh, Brian Dolinger. He's the current conductor.
0: Uh It's um, amazing to me to think that this island that we live on has a Orchestra that size and that capacity, and that quality too. You yeah. don't you don't often get to see an orchestra on an island <laughs> that that plays with that caliber that you guys do. Didn't uh, the pandemic? Uh, I, I believe back in March, you guys were about ready to play the uh, season finale, uh, a concert called I think Literature Comes to Life. Um, well, that must have been disappointing uh, to have that canceled. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like uh, that was the one I believe all of us musicians in the farm, we're looking forward to the most. We had a lot of um, great repertoire lined up and it was it was hard. We were doing um, probably the hardest song we were going to or having to prepare was Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And so a lot of hours <laughs> went into preparing for that and everyone was really excited. It was going to be a lot of fun for sure. And, and, you know, this whole pandemic thing happened and got shut down.
0: Did that affect any of your other music plans? Uh...
1: Oh yeah, it affected everything. The the jazz orchestra with Trevor right, at the university, right. Redwater Cafe, m- my students, just like, yeah, mm. everything just Everything was, came to a, a stop,
0: yeah. That's a shame, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and who knows what um, 2021 will be like uh, if large concerts yeah. are uh, able to resume. I, I've seen some things online where uh, they have limited orchestras. The orchestra is is spread out far enough away from each other. And uh there was even one concert I believe overseas where they uh didn't have an audience and the seats were filled with uh trees. <laughs> so they were experimenting with different but options trees. with trees and they, they blew fans on the tree, little small trees and they blew fans wow. on them to represent what an audience might look like. I don't know. Things are getting strange. <laughs> Well, anyway, I pulled out a um uh KPO track, the Camwella Philharmonic Orchestra track from my archives. Uh it's a great recording. Uh it's from January of twenty twenty. Uh it's called The Four Seasons of Violin Concerto. What can you tell me about this piece?
1: It's a staple piece for all all classical people, like Everybody knows it to some degree, whether they know the name or not.
0: <laughs> it struck me when I uh, pulled up the track. I thought, oh, oh, here's a, here's one with a, a violin concerto. So I'm sure you're featured on that uh, track.
1: This, this is from 2020, yeah. So yeah. I, 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 was, I was playing first violin for that. Okay, okay. Well, there, there were um, I, I had done the uh, they do a annual concerto youth competition, hmm. and so I had participated in that for two years back or my freshman year when I was 14 was the first time I did it. And My second year was my senior year, and so that was that was a lot of fun. That definitely taught me a lot about um, performance and just because you have to memorize like this whole concerto and just try to play as perfectly as you can. So there's a lot of pressure, right? Like mm. just the classical music in general, but having to do competition like that taught me a lot for sure. And it was just it was so fun to be able to participate in that with like all these other kids that would fly in from the other islands. And then just meet other youth that are into the same things I'm into, and it's just it's a, it's a lot of fun. And to perform with the whole orchestra behind you is just a surreal experience. I,
0: I know I was at that show. Just the these young kids, and they're just uh, <laughs> they're very talented. Uh, what an experience! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's give a listen to uh, the Four Seasons' of Violin Concerto here on Songs and Stories.
2: Hey, what's good, everyone? This is Jazka Iviko'o, and you're listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Hey, please follow me and subscribe to my new YouTube channel at Jazka Iviko'o, and also check out my new CD, Lo-Fi Grits, as well as other productions that I've done at JazzTheProducer.com. As one Z, peace.
1: Did you know that you can also find Songs and Stories episodes on our website, BigIslandMusic.net? The online magazine has been covering the music scene since 2017 and there's lots of great content including interviews reviews and video performances too head over to bigislandmusic.net to find out more
2: prepare yourself okay let's go
0: and we're back on songs and stories with Elizabeth Sakona Robinson, and we're going to get into an unusual segment. Uh, I never get a chance to play Frank Zappa's music uh, on Songs and Stories, but uh, since you were involved with the UH Hilo Jazz Orchestra and their annual tributes to Frank Zappa, this one I think is uh, Zappa 7. I did a documentary on uh, Trevor's class at UH Hilo. I mean, sitting through that class, even though filming it and the guest uh, musicians that he brings in that were that had worked with uh, Frank Zappa. This particular year, he had um, Frank's son Dweezil come and work with you guys. What was that experience like?
1: We were all very excited. About that. I remember um, when Trevor had first told us, we were just like, what? He's coming to Kilo, Hawaii to play with us? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we were, we felt so honored, right? Because we've been doing this, you know, you say number seven, like, Trevor's been doing this a long time, and it's just, it's been, so fun playing with this band like i've never had so much fun with any band or group before like this is for sure like a highlight <laughs> of definitely. my musical career is to play with them and then when Dweezil came yeah we were really excited for that everybody like definitely stepping up their practice game when he came yeah we all just were like Absorbing, Like, please, teach us, show us your ways.
0: <laughs> he said, did he and, down and sit down with you guys and do kind of a master class of how Frank... Uh, yeah, uh,
1: he had done that with... Yeah, he did a guitar master class, mm-hmm. and he sat down with all the guitarists in the, um, in the class and just talked and... Share some great, great advice and mm-hmm. it to everybody. Like there were, there was one song in particular I remember um, called Pound for Brown" that we had played, <laughs> and Trevor had decided that he was going to give us. It was the hardest song we were playing that semester, and he gave it to us like two or three weeks before the conference he was Like, oh, can you guys God. learn this? <laughs> we're like, okay, so we all practiced, and we practiced, and we can, did our very best, and I was proud of us. But I remember we got to. Um, the final dress rehearsal, and Dweezil was there, and we were just playing doing sound checks. And we played that song, and I just remember Dweezil being like, "This one's hard for you guys, isn't it?" <laughs> well, and he just called us out. We're like, "Darn, we thought we might impress you." <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's it, it, it explaining complicated. It has different time signatures, right?
1: Yeah, all different time signatures, the key signatures, you can't even really pay attention to key signature because it doesn't really help you because there's so many accidental sharp flashes all over the place. And yeah, lots (laughs) of fun, lots of fun to play.
0: (laughs) There was a, another song from, I think maybe the year before, uh, a Zappa song called 15. And uh, it's, it's at a weird time signature too. So Trevor really gives you guys some challenges, huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first um, joined the band, I was like, what is this? It was weird. It's different, right? You don't hear that type of music. And at first I was uncertain about it, but I really like grown to love that music. Mm. It's really mm. it's super. It just opens up your mind.
0: Well, <laughs> the, tra- the track I'm going to play here in a couple minutes is called uh, Willie the Pimp. And uh, did you uh, listen to the original recording? I think it's Don Sugarcane Harris on violin
1: there. Yeah. It's yeah. I've, I've listened to it a lot over the years. We've performed it several years in a row and it's a lot of fun. It's like one of the few violin feature songs that Zappa has. And it's just a simple riff. It's just, you know, in a minor, but so much fun mm. and it just has such a good groove. And it's a, it's a, it's a jamable tune.
0: And and I think uh, if I recall correctly that you and Trevor kind of go toe to toe with each other and trade off solos in this song. Yep. (laughs) So listen to that segment there. I think it comes in the middle there before I let you go. Got a couple more questions for you. Where can folks find your upcoming album with Gary Washburn? Are you going to have it available online or or?
2: streaming? Yes.
1: We're planning hopefully to um, get it up online. Not quite sure yet exactly for what, um, Platforms we're going to be using. Still in the process of doing that, but we're for sure going to have CDs that are going to be coming out, out like can purchase and yeah, hopefully um, online through like um, iTunes and Spotify.
0: Okay, I'll put some links in the uh, show description below, so folks can uh, find it and pick it up and listen to it, enjoy it. Is is there anything else you'd like to add before we go?
1: Not really. <laughs>
0: okay, I guess we covered everything. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on Songs and Story, Elizabeth, and I do hope one day soon that we get to see each other face-to-face again. Yes, happy to be nice. Okay. Okay, aloha. Thank you. All right, here's the UH Hilo Jazz Orchestra's version of Willie the Pimp here on Songs and Stories.
2: My hair, gas black. Pair of khaki pants and my shoes shine black. Got a little. Lady. While you with a nerd by the nerd potager, standing on the porch of the leader hotel, who's in the lobby, look the way I sell hot meat, hot rats, hot gas, hot tea.
0: Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha.